This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. I'm Jamie Loftus. I'm Caitlin Durante. And we're your hosts. We are. That's okay. true. That was really close. Yeah. Oh, wait, close to what? Being to what the normal the- intro. Oh yeah. yeah, I think you was. usually say, you know, I'm your. F- well, usually you say I'm your first host, and then I have to say I'm your second host, that and that makes me feel happened. bad. That's happened <laughs> at least twice. I don't say, or I say, or maybe I'm just I'm like I I'm think your you're projecting other host. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. I just say I'm your host, Caitlin, and then you say I'm your other host. And get really insecure at the top of every episode, and then dial back for the <laughs> remainder of the episode. Be like, you're too hard on yourself. You're well, great. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. That's Jamie, you're corner. great, and I like you so much. I just wish people would tell me that all the time. You I'll know? text you at least once a day with those. Thank with you. Set a reminder. Set a reminder. Yeah. Everyone close to me has a reminder set. <laughs> uh, well, just to give you an idea of what this podcast is about, if you haven't listened to any other episodes, oh, yeah. which you should do, but if you haven't, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about the portrayal of female characters in movies. Yeah. And going off the Bechtel, that's Alison Bechtel. Yeah. She has a test. And we uh, rate look moves. up the test. Look it up, guys. Just look once, up. There's a the whole test. internet out there with information. I like that when we say look up the test long enough to have actually explained the test. I know. I'll get there. <laughs> get there. Uh, we will. And we will. let's without let's not stall any longer. No. How about we introduce our guest this week? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, she is a comedian and a very funny person. Uh, Riley Silverman. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm a comedian and a very funny person. Yes. Right. Because sometimes those two things are not, not mutually That is true. Exclusive. That is very true. I know a lot of uh, comedians who are not funny, and I know a lot of funny people who are not comedians. 
So but I am both. You are both. All right. Congratulations. I'll take, that. I'll take that. A rarity. A true mm-hmm. rarity. Because sometimes you're just I'm a, a comedian. Double, double threat. Exactly. <laughs> like sometimes you're just a comedian and a sociopath, but you're not funny. Right. Yeah. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. In or, today's movie, actually. It's <laughs> true. We'll get to it. It's true. That was, I was foreshadowing. Yes. Good job. I wasn't subtweeting. <laughs> And speaking of that movie, we are talking about Tim Burton's Batman from 1989. Yeah. Uh, uh, Riley, when uh, like when was the first time you saw this movie, or what's like your relationship to this movie? I have a weird, complicated history of this movie because I did see it when it came out. Because I was a, I was people thought I was a boy, and uh, I was a, I was a nerd, and so like a superhero movie coming out was like right up my alley. Like it was, it, it was huge, yeah. and I was obsessed with Batman at that point in time, and I. You know, because that's what was there. And I, I, at that point, my only real major experience with Batman had been the 1966 TV series, which is like so campy and ridiculous oh, yeah. over the top. Kapow. Yeah. And so and I had a few comics and stuff like that, but like not a lot. And I remember this movie came out and then also I was struggling with my gender identity. And there was a Cracked Magazine parody of Batman that was like, because they did the, the movie comic parody every time a movie oh, would come out. Because yeah, yeah. Batman was everywhere. And there is a scene in this movie where um, Vicky Vale gets let into the Batcave, and like we'll talk about that more later, I'm sure. But like um, in the comic, they kind of slim that down a little bit, and they just had Bruce kind of like come out to Vicky as being Batman, which is a scene in the movie as well, but doesn't happen. But in the in the comic, he like steps out and he's in the bat suit, and he's like, "I have something to tell you, or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, you're a transvestite," and like. I, I am a transgender woman. I'm not a transvestite. It's not a word that I use anymore, but it was the very first word that I ever heard uh, to describe anyone of like a variant gender identity. So oh, right. it's like this weird thing. And I remember I had a babysitter and I was reading this crack comic and I remember asking my babysitter, like, what is it? What does transvestite mean? And she was like, oh, it's a term for like men who dress up like women because they want to be women. And I said, oh, that's what I am. Like, that's like a thing that <laughs> happened in like my childhood. And I remember like freaking out. My babysitter, like, you can't tell your parents I told you what that means. Like, you just gotta be like, like they, oh, she didn't know because she's a teenager yeah. who's like, she's being paid like a couple bucks an hour to watch HBO at my house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's, that's like so. Batman has always been this weird like tie-in to my coming out. And I, I was talking to Caitlin off mic before you got here, Jamie, about how there's also an episode of the Batman animated series where Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn have like a girls' night out in the town. And like, I remember that being like my first oh, I femme slash. That like, yeah, yeah like, like I've been obsessed with that episode ever since. And it's like my like first like in my like baby Riley queer girl like like lesbian pair like 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 fanfic in my yeah. head. And it's actually now in the comics a little they actually kind of made it canon those two actually are a couple and it's like my like someone just like channeled my childhood into pages and like made it a thing i love it yeah everything is connected uh i used to my did do you have like cartoons that you wanted to make out when you were younger Mm, nothing (laughs) comes to mind but i think you're lying i no if i i wish i had something to say Cause what kind of a nerd are you that you don't have cartoon makeout fantasies? Um, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, no, that, that was ironic, actually. I was, gonna, I was not actually calling you a nerd. I hope you. Tommy no, Pickles and Aunt Angelica. I don't. Their the thing is, Pat, here's the thing. I didn't watch that many cartoons as a kid because, well, one, we didn't have cable. I didn't have cable growing up. So I didn't have like. Nickelodeon or Disney or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I did watch Gargoyles a lot. That was pretty good. But I don't remember watching that many cartoons. I was like, I don't even know what I watched. I watched the movies that I still love now. Right. Like Indiana Jones and Back to the Future. I wasn't watching a bunch of 
kid cartoons, and I think that's why I hate children. And I, I feel like I, I hate everything that's directed things. toward children because I just never watch. Yes, because if there's anything that's not directed toward children, it's Indiana Jones and <laughs> Back to the Future. Yes. Those are definitely children not. Hate yes, but those are kids things. hate time those... travel and adventures. No, so grown-ups only. No, I'm saying. Well, those are things that I just watch like Star Wars and uh, <laughs> grown-up stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, really grown-ups can <laughs> enjoy those things. Also, I'm just saying. I didn't watch things that were only for a children audience. That's fair. Mine were Doug and Skeeter. Aww. Oh, nice. Doug. I actually I did watch that them, show. My boys, song. I wanted them to be together. That's what I wanted. <laughs> really bad. I can, like, summon what I used to think about. Just them kissing on a bench, like a very specific bench. And they were listening to the beats, which is the band from Doug. Is Doug in his Quailman outfit? Like, is like a kinky thing? Oh, that would be tight. Nice. That would be like an episode of my... Because he wore, like, underwear on the outside of his pants, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's a like, belt on his forehead. He's like, put, yeah. put, my, uh, put your hand yeah. on my underwear. And he's like, which pair? <laughs> it's, mm, it's great. It's, now, now I've got to go home and watch it. Yeah. If any if anyone listening to the podcast wants to draw me some Doug and Skeeter scissoring, I can oh, do it myself. Oh, there's gotta be a Doug. Yeah, I'm gonna look up. Oh, right. I think there's gotta be Doug there and Skeeter must be. fan. Like they're perfect. They complement each other in every way. That's why they're best friends. Yeah, and like they've got different body types, but not like too. Like I'm just like well, Skeeter has that very long, he's phallic nose. He does right? have like just a, a just like dick a nose. dick nose. <laughs> I didn't realize until like years later that like the idea was supposed to be kind of be that, that like they were supposed to be like an interracial thing like like Skeeter was supposed to be like right. a, like a person of color because he's drawn green like I didn't oh, get that until that whole years yeah later. like any it's it's weird because Doug is white his mm-hmm. whole family is white and then the rest of the characters are just like various oh, colors. colors right because Patty wasn't Patty Manny's orangeish she was. Orange, like yeah. Oh, so maybe he and wasn't then, supposed to be, and, I, and I'm just racist now. Like, well, then, he was different no, color. I think so. you're right, though. And then Roger, the bully, was like neon green. Well, that's the thing. I can't find anything of Skeeter and Doug together, but I'm finding a whole lot of Doug and Roger stuff. Like, Doug I'm and Roger. So much Doug Show and Roger me. stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like a very tender one. This one's very sweet. They're <laughs> so in love. <laughs> Uh, well, this episode is now about Doug and no longer about Batman. I can't so. believe that there's no Doug and Skeeter. <laughs> I bet there is yeah. somewhere well, deep down. Well, you gotta draw. That was a that was a cursory glance. Jamie does right. uh, anim- animations. Anim- what do you? Call I have them? like a series of people I would like to see scissor scissor. You should. I should draw just it. put in Doug do and it. Skeeter. So how much do I have to pay you for? Dude, honestly, I just do it for freezies. It's so it's just fun for me to do. <laughs> I literally, I have the. Uh, Batman animated series Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and I actually oh. the the, pop, the Funko Pops really? and when I got them I actually like posed them like they were kissing and took a picture of it yes 35 years old yes and I'm giggling I'm literally giggling I don't like it <laughs> but like I just thought it was so funny like ridiculous like oh my it's god so this is like fun. I'm sending a letter back to my childhood oh my favorite one I made uh, is is for okay and then I promise we'll talk about Batman <laughs> Kayla, I promise. I'm trying to bring it to Batman I'm just not bringing it to Batman in the movie I'm actively bringing it away over and over my favorite scissoring one that I would direct everyone to is young Henry Kissinger and old Henry Kissinger. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that one. Scissoring. Yeah. That was a custom one for Josh Androsky. This sounds about uh, right. And yeah, because that's what he would want. Sure, it's what he'd want. Well, look, at, is it is it like on? Where can people find it? Uh, I'll post it on our Twitter account. Oh, great! <laughs> I can't Perfect. wait to see it. Yeah. 
I'm very excited. Jamie, what is your history with this movie? Had you seen it before? Yes. No? No, I watched it today. (laughs) As with every movie we've ever done, I watched it today. I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's so much fun. It felt like July when I was watching it. I it was a summer am movie. baffled. Did that you watch you the right movie? It was well, and did not like Mad Max Fury Road. My brain I is imploding stand in on itself. Mad Max Fury Road. I uh, <laughs> I'm triggered. Don't talk about Mad Max okay. Fury Road. I'll never bring again. it up again. Uh, but I did I notice loved Batman. Okay, that's interesting. All right, we will talk about it because uh, so I saw this movie for the first time. I think I was in college. I was probably like 19 or 20, um, which is about 10 years ago. Because I'm not afraid to reveal my age. Yeah, I'm an aging woman in Hollywood. So what? Well, sorry. I don't know why I started yelling. But I saw it. Calm down. I know. I was, <laughs> I A woman it. your age can't get so upset about things like that. <laughs> no, I'm just getting so emotional because of all of my hormones just yeah. <laughs> going haywire because I'm reaching menopause or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I... <laughs> what is aging? How does it work? Time doesn't... is a construct and Whoa. life is meaningless. Anywho. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah. oh, I drove in traffic to get there. I know we do. <laughs> No, life has meaning, and uh, so does this podcast. So uh, I've seen this movie probably four times, and each time I watch it, I like it less and less. Well, that's it. It's uh, it's not a good movie for women, certainly. Certainly not. But it was a fun movie. I like it. I remember liking it when I was a kid, just because, like, oh, it's Batman. Like, it could have been, it literally could have been Batman, like, like fighting City Hall over, like, some sort of parking ticket. But if it was Batman, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Batman's in a movie and doing stuff. (laughs) Like, I don't think that I got any of what is actually happening in this movie when I was a kid. And then I I probably watched it a couple times when I was, like, a teenager, but not in a long time. And I was, like, not prepared for how much of it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't be with this movie. I think what happened it's for so, me... It's so weird, but I'm on board. I like it. I mean, I liked it at the time, uh, and it's still not bad. I mean, I have it on DVD, so I liked it enough to uh, buy it. <laughs> but um, the, uh, I think what happened for me is that I saw Christopher Nolan's trilogy, and especially Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Uh, I just like those movies they're so great. much more than... Uh, not oh, everyone reads them, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I love them. They're good. Uh, I like the Joel Schumacher ones. Oh, God. <laughs> but you've seen those ones and not Tim Burton's Batman? I know. Oh, my I God. Love, okay, but the thing is, I love Joel Schumacher. Like, when I was growing up, if anyone was He's like, one of the worst Who's directors. your favorite director? I'd be like, I'm a Schumacher uh, head. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Phantom of the Opera 2004, Gerard Butler. Did he direct that Yes. Oh, yes, he did. Of course he did. I want to get on board with you, like in Schumacher, but you keep saying movies that should not argue for no, that. Like, so. Joel Schumacher has directed only bad movies that I have enjoyed all of them. That's like if somebody was like, oh, I like I like In Night Shyamalan. Oh, what do you love? Oh, I love The Happening. Like, oh, that's he made the... the Lost Boys. Yeah, that, that's that's oh. a movie that if you had said that, I would not have made fun of you for it. But you picked He also the made Phone album. Booth. I like Phone Booth. <laughs> he made phone Booth is great. Flatliners. I like Flatliners. Yeah, these are movies that, yes, if you had said these Did movies. Did he make The Phantom of the Opera is his best movie? No, it's oh, not. It is he not. had a guitar solo even... to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, my God. That's fun. Also, Patrick Wilson in anything. To be fair, I think Phantom itself is like an overrated show. And so oh. like the movie also is like, it's like takes the, it, it like somehow took a show that, that gets really boring about halfway through it and made it even more boring somehow. It is. I mean, it is a boring show. I, I'm very attached to it because I used to sneak out of my house and then put on like 
goth clothes and go see the fan of the opera. <laughs> Actually, what I'm getting from this, you're like a fan of the opera and Batman, is you love movies that people have been horribly disfigured in the face. Like, that I is your thing. love a fucked up face. Then you should have loved Fury Road. <laughs> I should have. But it was the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life. All right. I was saying off mic, but I do like, I, Batman and Robin is a bad movie that is badly made and badly acted except for Uma Thurman it's Poison Ivy and she just like knocks it out of the park to the point where she's like, that. she's like, I, I, I think there's a lot of people in movies that are always like very aware of the movie they're in when so everyone else isn't and I feel like she's a good example of that. Uh, the, famous, the most famous one everyone thinks of is Junior Gershon in, in uh, Showgirls. Like she just knows exactly what she's doing there mm-hmm. and I feel like even speaking of Batman, the newest, the Batman versus Superman movie, I, a lot of people didn't like Jesse Eisenberg but I loved him because I feel like he's the only one who came to set every day and was like, we're literally making a movie called Batman versus Superman. I'm not going to tone it down at all ever the entire movie. I didn't see it. Neither did I. You was Lex Luthor oh, in that? Yeah. Got it. Um, I've got a picture pulled up here of... An almost shirtless Joel Schumacher. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's his Wikipedia picture. <laughs> it's how he would have wanted it. He's uh, still alive. I'm going to just keep this <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. episode on track as best I can. I don't um, I'm as bad as Jamie. I'm like, <laughs> Here's the thing. It's I just hard to talk about Batman because Batman is so, like, it's it's such a far reaching thing. It's not just like one movie, but it is, yeah, this movie yes. is, the movie itself deserves to be talked about. So the so. tricky thing about an episode like this is we are basically isolating uh batman to this one movie and like i was saying before I, i'm not um super familiar with any of the comic books or any everything i know about batman i know from the like seven batman movies that i've seen so uh sorry to all you batman super fans i'll probably get some things wrong about stuff but and uh, also grow up grow up <laughs> well also like i'm not even i mean I'm, I'm just getting back into comics after a very long hiatus but it feels like dc resets their continuity on a pretty regular basis so oh, i feel I like so. if someone's like that's not how things work well it's like okay well what decade are you talking about because a lot of things change over time oh, okay. i like well, that hey, i like some wiggle that makes it easy for us retcon <laughs> um as per usual i will give a very terrible recap of the story at no one's request. And as usual, I will interrupt it a lot. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Uh, so... I will sit silently and say nothing. <laughs> no, you can contribute. Okay, I was going yeah, to. Yeah. I, I hope you know that's going to happen. I love interrupting. I wrote a really fast... This is going to go really fast. Okay. Okay, so there's a... Uh, a Batman, but we okay. aren't sure if okay. he's real. They're like, oh. There's a Batman. There's okay. a Batman, but we don't know if he's real or not. And the bad guys are kind of scared of him, but kind of not. And then uh, he's like, no, it's me. I am Batman. Tell all your friends. And meanwhile, they're in the city of Gotham. And Gotham the, City? Gotham City. Got it. And they're uh, and the all the politicians are trying to crack down on crime. Cause are they all white guys? Control. They're a bunch of white guys. No, no, Got one it. of them is not a white guy. Oh, oh Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent is uh, William. He, he turns Harvey white Dent. for Batman forever, but he is a black man in this film. Yes. So, hey, good for them. Um, Lando trying, Calrissian. Yes. District Attorney. <laughs> he, uh, they're trying to crack down on crime and specifically go after this mob boss named Grissom. And he has this right-hand man named Jack Napier. Uh, but he's trying to get rid of Jack because they're, like, effing the same woman. So they go to this, like, chemical plant, and Jack falls into this uh, vat of acid. There's, like, a corrupt cop who's working for Grissom who, like, tries to kill Jack, and then Batman drops Jack. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then he becomes the Joker because his skin gets all bleached and his hair turns green, and And now he has has a different personality. That's what I And he has nerve damage on his face that puts him in a perpetual crazy grin. Yeah. Uh, So now he's the Joker, and and then there's also this lady named Vicky Vale, and she's like, yo, I'm a photographer. I'm trying to snap some photos of Batman. So, hey, journalist friend named Knox, let's try to win a Pulitzer hey, Prize. Arliss. 
Oh, that guy annoys the hell out of me. Um, (laughs) And then she starts dating Bruce Wayne. uh, And then other stuff happens. That's pretty much like the first act. Then the Joker's like, I'm bad. And Batman's like, no, I'm going to get you. And then they. And Joker's like, Vicky Vale's hot. Yeah. And, that's one thing like Joker's like, like I know you're like a photographer and you're famous but you're like, like hot and I want to have you it's I just... love that scene where he first sees a picture of her and he calls her a beast yeah <laughs> he's like this kind of beast can't just be walking around I was like oh jeez yeah Wait, who calls? The Joker calls Kim Basinger. Well, Vicky Vale. Like a little beast. But doesn't even precede it with a sexy adjective. He just straight up calls her a beast. Toward the end, he calls her a beast again whenever he's like, oh, uh, this is fitting. Beauty and the Beast. But if anyone else calls you beast, I'll rip out their lungs. It was (laughs) hilarious because he was trying to call himself beauty. Hey, guys, listen to our Beauty and the Beast episode. Whoa. That was a fun one. Wow. That's the only movie I saw. Yeah. We've done, what, like 10 episodes now? I've seen one movie with Beauty and the Beast. Oh, the Joker's plot that he's doing is he has hidden these chemicals in cosmetics around the city that, when they're combined, make a person laugh themselves to death. And also get the same nerve damage that he got in his face by being cut. But somehow they're all, it's the chemical Smilex. But he also thinks it's like an art project yeah he thinks yeah. he's an artist he's banksy i like the scene where he throws paint <laughs> on the other art yeah and dances yeah yeah prince i remember the kid music to loving that, that so scene good. like i remember not like not, i remember like thinking it was so much fun and i love the idea of like going to an art gallery and ruining people's work i loved it today yeah. <laughs> it's like what if you and your friends just like went with your own song and just ruined priceless art he he loves causing havoc to music like that's his whole thing in this movie like there's a scene yeah. early on when he kills uh grisham uh jack palanza's character he like like suddenly there's like circus music playing and he's like firing yeah. his gun but like he's both shooting directly at him but also at every other inch of the room just like and yeah. it's like dancing around, around to it. Yeah. he does not throwing care. the gun over yeah. his shoulder uh so that's the story hey, that, that one was pretty quick i, <laughs> that was I managed quick. to get it out i thought that jack fast. i thought jack palance was martin jean for a while i see the resemblance like, yeah yeah because i was almost like because I'm, like, weirdly horny for Martin Sheen. And I was like, oh. But then it was Jack Palance. And you're like, God damn it. I, like, I, wanted, I wanted the president, not the guy from City Slickers. <laughs> exactly. I wanted <laughs> President Bartlett. I don't want a guy who's going to read Marissa Tomei's name at the Academy Awards. No. I don't, I don't want Charlie Sheen's daddy-o. <laughs> <laughs> I think of him as Emilio Estevez's uh, dad. I want to be their stepmom. <laughs> oh, that would be cute. That I would be such a good mommy to them. <laughs> Hey Charlie, hey Emilio. There's another. I think there's a, <laughs> at least one other brother who's very. Oh no, I think Martin Sheen has a. Okay, a, I don't I'll know. Look, it doesn't I'll matter. I'll look up the family tree. Well, I continue. always mix up Martin Sheen when I was younger. I don't do so much more, but Martin Sheen and uh, oh, I'm blanking on him. The guy who's married to um, uh, Captain Zeta Jones. Um, oh, uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Uh, for, some, for some reason, as a kid, I always got confused because I think they had the same haircut, and like I just they they're old white guys they're in just movies. All, yeah, yeah, they're all. Oh. The like, Douglas is way younger than Martin characters. Sheen, but they played yeah, they played the same kind of basic role, but they were different ages. Michael Keaton and Michael Douglas are not the same man. True. Although this I really think Michael Keaton, the new, yeah, this the whole movie real name experience. is Michael Douglas, but he couldn't take that like SAG taken? made him change it. What else is Michael Keaton in? I'm having a pain. Wait, attack. Michael Keaton's last name is Douglas? 
I think so oh in real God. life. I, for some reason, I in my mind, I always just thought he was like Buster Keaton's grandson or something. Oh, but Whoa. I can be totally wrong. I just in my I head, I always of. assumed that and never looked it up. I compare. could be very wrong about I know, the facts. Hey, fake news! Everyone. I have literally hmm. no facts to back up what I just said. I just always assumed that in my head. <laughs> I uh, always assumed that Clea Duvall was Robert Duvall's daughter, and that is not. And to the fact that I, to the point where I was like telling people, "Oh yeah, she's his daughter," and that's not true at all. <laughs> that's fake news. Fake news, yeah. baby. Fake news. Oh, so his other big thing before that was uh, Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. He's a oh, yeah, he was a famous, huge star this era, and he's he's making a quite of a, a bit of a comeback. And, Deservedly. Yeah. I've heard the founder's great, but yeah, he was like a. And the thing about him being cast in Batman was it was kind of a like a very much like when Ben Affleck was cast. Everyone's like, what? Why would you? Because he because he's a comedian, and then he was like known for these ridiculous comedy roles, and then they're mm-hmm. casting him as Bruce Wayne in Batman. It was like the weird. It was like a very bizarre choice for the time period. But it mm-hmm. also because Tim Burton just seems to only be able to work with one actor repeatedly, and that's what happened. Like, oh, I, I like. Yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. I, I like Michael Keaton. No, no, I like Johnny Depp. Okay, I'll keep casting him. Like, right? There's something to be said for an like an aggressively good-looking man who insists on playing characters, anyways. Like, that's I'm just like, what what strength of spirit you have? Wait, are you, you saying could that just Michael Keaton is aggressively attractive? Oh no, but like I feel like he or Johnny Depp. Either like, one of those two people. I think Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp yeah. in, in his prime, he was. I think. He was. Well, I mean, not only is he unattractive for his personal life issues as well, but he just became kind of a weird. Yeah, he did not age. Getting back well. to Joel Schumacher, <laughs> I feel that way about Patrick Wilson in Phantom of the Opera. Patrick Wilson's a very handsome man, but you know, in some movies, he's getting his dick chopped off by a very young page boy haircut, Ellen Page, <laughs> and then the next year, he's oh, playing Raoul. Hard and candy? Hard Candy. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, yeah. I just wanted to talk about Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Go back. Well, it, it it connects in that he's also a superhero in The Watchmen. So. It's true. Yeah, he's, he's a character. He's man. Night Owl. Wow. He's a oh, character. I forgot man. about that. Yeah. Back As to Batman. Okay. We've I, got... Michael Keaton's attractive. He's... He's not not hot. unattractive, but I wouldn't. He's not conventional. I think he was attractive. considered attractive at the time. Like, I think he was he just like has a, that, like yeah. Billy Crystal like fuzz hair hat. that I like cannot get. Everyone behind. in this movie has the same haircut, and it's confusing. It must have been very humid on the set. Everyone's got yeah, frizz. Everyone everyone's has. a little frizzy. <laughs> well, there's yeah, also I mean, there's a gag about it later because when the Smilex toxin is in everything, the idea is like no one can use makeup or hair products because they're afraid they're going to be murdered by it. And so because oh. they're like they're like oh, like the airlifting, they're like airlifting in cosmetics from outside mm-hmm. the city. And yeah, the newscasters all have like horrible boils in their face. So like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. At least like the the part where the newscasters are are like on on camera looking like hell at least they did make the men and the women and it wasn't like the guys look fine the I women because like because right. i noticed i know i'm probably speaking out of turn at this point but i noticed like i feel like women are the only ones who actually die from smilex in the film like unless i'm missing somebody but i feel like every victim of smilex is like a supermodel or a female right. newscaster yeah and... yeah the two models and then that yeah that newscaster woman yeah who mm-hmm. dies and those are the only people those are the only like on-screen deaths we see they're like very obviously they died yeah um Speaking of those uh, characters and other characters, like the main ones, the women that we have in this film, uh, the main female character is Vicky Vale, played by Kim Basinger, Mm -hmm. and uh, Alicia Hunt played by uh oh crap i forget her name jerry hall jerry hall mm-hmm. and she but she was more of a secondary character um she doesn't get a ton of screen time yeah versus uh the main male characters which are uh bruce wayne aka batman uh, jack napier aka the joker and then the more secondary characters are 
Lieutenant Eckhart, Grissom, the mob boss, Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Dent, the reporter Knox, Alfred, the servant man, and the, on. the Joker's assistant guy. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I think his name, name is Bob. Yeah, and all the guys Check who Bob work for Grisham. Like, all yeah, the, the so, guy he murders with a hand buzzer. <laughs> this is an example of a movie where almost everyone on screen is a man. Yeah, because uh, like all. Of the cops are men. All of the bad guys are men. All of the journalists are men. At least, mm-hmm. So, like, it seems as though anyone, at least with a job in Gotham City, is a man. Yeah. The only women you have, you do have the newscasters. There's two of them because one gets, one, gets, one gets dead. Yeah. And the other one is also a lot of, like, old ladies in background shots. I noticed that. Like, I noticed, like, there's, like, a scene, like, in a department store or something. There's, like, a lot of, like older like spinster ladies that are all doing their shopping or in, in, like, a lot of they, they are decent in having a lot of women in the crowd scenes at least i okay. think they were but i could be totally wrong but and then vicky vale has a job she does she's doing i think she's an established photographer right. yeah. um in any case all of the of the main characters who have like significant roles in the story almost all of them are men and uh the few women that we do have well, one look exactly alike, and yeah. they are. When I was a kid, blonde I, ladies. When I was a kid, the first time I saw it, I definitely got Vicky Vale and Alicia mixed up at first. Like mm-hmm. until I think until they're in the same scene together, I'm like, oh, they I thought that was the same too person. Confu- yeah. yeah, that was too confusing. I was like, one can't just have sort of curly hair, and <laughs> they're like the same very very hot lady, and like good for them. Sure, it, like they are adapting this from source material that might have also featured mostly white dudes. But the nice thing about adaptations is that you can change things if you want to update things and make them more or like include more types of people. You can do that. And also, you really can't even give that one like even that like oh it's an adaptation argument because Tim Burton like very famously did not really care about the comics and like didn't really read the comics oh. so he kind of made his own version of batman and so and still did what just he did. made yeah. everyone a white dude yeah cool. well he's and he's like he well, just he, this even as of this, as of this year when he yeah. made that um the school for unusual children like he had that that comment that was like eh, the story doesn't really call for it why would i have it in there and it's like because you can just have people existing in the world and yeah oh, oh no okay like, <laughs> where was i going oh Okay, here we go. The first time that we see Vicki Vale, the first time she is introduced, mm-hmm. uh, all we see are her legs. Yep. Because did you know that women are just a collection of their body parts? Have you ever seen the Headless uh, Women of Hollywood blog? No. It's wonderful. It's by a fabulous New York comic named Marsha Belsky. And she, this. yeah, she aggregates all like the movie posters that are just women's. Yes, bo- I have like, seen that. Yeah, cropped yeah. body parts. Oh. It's amazing. Like someone's so butt to the camera, stuff. no face. And like, yeah. Like Check that it out, gang. She's great. And it's, there's literally no like limit on the source material. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a spectrum. Everything. Cool. So, yeah, we are introduced to her uh, by her legs that are just propped up on the table. Knox goes, hello, legs. Uh, And then he says, oh, if you want to take nudes of me, you'll need a long lens, which uh, is sexual harassment in the workplace, I would say. Knox has almost no role in this movie except for to be a guy who objectifies Vicky and, like, 
is mad that she's dating Bruce Wayne. Like yeah. his only job in the movie is to like criticize her choice of a boyfriend that's not him. Like that's like because he's supposed to be like there's, there's the implication that he's the reporter and she's the photographer, so she has to go to him to look things up because I can't look a computer. Uh, that's not how <laughs> she talks, but that's very Harley Quinn actually. But it's weird because like I know that in the comics or like at least later, maybe after this movie, but they seem to have turned Vicky Vale into more like an investigative journalist as opposed to just a photographer. Yeah, uh, not that just as bad, but like she, but yeah, and so it's like. It does feel like they could have just gotten rid of his character entirely. Right. Because it's already like a love triangle, quote unquote. It's a horrible way to phrase it because the Joker loves her, quote, like, like love. He desires her as an object. Right. Um, and Bruce likes her. And so it's like this, like, weird, like, oh, these two men are after the same woman, even though one of them has made it clear she has no interest in one of them completely. Yeah. So having Robert Wool be like the fourth angle of this thing doesn't need to happen at all. No, like it's completely... no one loves Vicky in this movie, yeah. which is too Al- bad. Alfred might. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'll, I'll make them but scissoring. But like Platon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like her grandpa. Yeah. Also just wanted to like throw in there long focus lens that's not an accurate photography joke oh yeah i don't know enough about photography you would use a long lens i looked it up but can you also maybe argue that he's an idiot and just thinks he knows what he's talking about and is actually like making stuff up as he goes to say i've got a big old dick yeah i looked it up and brought you to make a photo of it broadcast news came out in 87 and i actually feel like this was just ripping off the albert brooks storyline from broadcast news like oh we're gonna have a kind of shitty albert brooks in this movie (laughs) yeah well like you pointed out i think like making her character more of like an investigative journalist would have been a better idea because one it makes her more active because right now basically her role in the story is to uh, be the love interest. Because did you know women can only be love interests in stories according to movies like this? But a couple times she goes, and then they sh- try to shoot her. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually kind of, I like laughed out loud at that part. I was like, the one time she's actually doing her job, they try to kill yeah, her. Yeah, and it makes no sense why they try to kill her. Because they're actually trying to take Batman's mask off. And she's trying to take a picture of his face. And then they go, kill her. But it's like, wait, why? And then he gets away. You would want her to, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think she they would was want trying to, to add something to the plot for once. Yeah, once in a while, they try to imply that she does have like an investigative slant to her. But it's like always couched in she's trying to figure out this guy that she's dating as opposed to just being like oh Bruce Wayne actually is kind of a weird dude and I should investigate him it's always yeah. like why didn't he call me or why didn't he tell me he was going out of town when he I'm was actually follow him around yeah, yeah. Like, she like stalks him for a yeah. little bit yeah you and could argue it's her job but also it's like mm, you've got ulterior you, motives yeah. yeah it's weird too in this movie because apparently nobody in Gotham remembers Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered because like they like find articles about it and they go oh what a weird story that happened to this kid like really no one remembers that this super rich family was just gunned down in the street also at the beginning no one knows what he looks like like she's like are you Bruce Wayne are you and I like he does look like almost every other guy in this movie but like I was like he's like a I thought he was a prominent yeah, figure you would in think the community yeah his picture yeah. would be in the paper or something they're at a party at his house and they don't right. know what he looks like it's and they're not Gatsby. and they're not like people from out of town like that'd be one thing but they're literally both working as for this newspaper in the city like really you don't know who a head socialite of your city is <laughs> yeah. like it'd be one thing like like in, in um, Batman Begins the idea is like Bruce Wayne's been gone for a long time and is back in town so that could even right. make sense like, oh we, don't, we know what he looks like he's been gone for so long right. like when he's a kid but this is not the case like, no, he's, no. and he's like charming he's not like a recluse like he's somebody who has like 
galas at his house and has an art collection. Yeah. And, yeah. My favorite part of uh, Vicki Vale doing her job in this movie, but also still like being the love interest at the same time, is when after she gets those pictures or like maybe gets those pictures and they shoot at her, she calls her editor and she's like, I have a scoop. And he's like, is it hot? And she's like laying on her bed. Yeah. She's like, it's real hot. <laughs> that's a weird scene, too, because like she, that's, that, that scene happens after Batman has saved her from the Joker attacking her at the arc gallery and she has some pictures of him and then yeah. like he's like there's one more thing i need from you and then he like throws his arm up in the air i'm like did he just hit her or did he <laughs> gas her like what happens oh, and right. then she wakes up on her bed the next day so i'm like is there like a deleted scene that we didn't see where they totally did it and then he like dropped her off or did he just like knock her out and steal her camera she talks as if she's just come 45 <laughs> times yeah she's like it's real hot well yeah. she takes that film and puts it like in stuffs it in her bra. Yeah, you he takes the to film. Assume. Yeah. And yeah, so either way, he like reached down her shirt and stole. And she was probably, I'm guessing, unconscious because she didn't know that it was gone until she woke up and then checked her boobs. And she's like, "Oh, the the things that I store in here are missing." Yeah, and she's <laughs> so, like only momentarily annoyed by it. Like only yeah. only momentarily that a man who was supposed to be the superhero knocked her out, felt her up, and stole. her. Her film, and yeah. then, probably had a good reason. And then she's like, <laughs> still on board, like, oh yeah, we gotta call the police because he has a plan. Like, what? What? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I do want to point out that if Bruce Wayne slash Batman did really want to do some good for Gotham City. He could probably just like spread his wealth around a little bit more and yeah. like eliminate a lot of the crime. There's a there's a comedian in San Francisco named Dash Kwiatkowski who basically has this whole thing about how like all Bruce Wayne has to do is open two factories and he could solve all the crime problems yeah. in Gotham. <laughs> He's like a billionaire, yeah. right? Like, yeah, spread the wealth, dude. Yeah, he literally Jeez. just has to give like take all the guys who are working as thugs for all these super villains armies and just give them like nine to five gigs with health insurance yes. and they'd probably be fine. But he's like mentally ill and he's so he makes up a very complicated – I read this very intense Batman theory where it's like the Batcave is – like Batman's actually in Arkham Asylum and it's like a fight club thing where he's Batman and the Joker. Oh, man. And it was uh, – <laughs> I hate those things I listened so much. To, it was on this podcast with these like really drooly sounding men and they were just like, <laughs> and then this and he was insane the whole time. But also it's uh, like – you know, if you're a guy just running around in a costume, any superhero movie, it's like, get over yourself. Yeah, you know, I just I hate any the fan wealth. theory. It's like, this isn't really happening at all. Or like, these are all connected in the same universe. Everything that's like that. Just like, oh, I get it. You're clever. Yeah, it's like, just go get a job. Yeah, grow up. Grow right. up. I have heard there's <laughs> Our a, advice <laughs> this episode, grow up. Stop I being a superhero and get a job. Grow up. <laughs> like, I know there was one version of the Joker at one point in the comics where like, when he thought Batman was dead, he just, like, gave up crime and started living a normal life because he no longer had Batman to, like, foil against. Like, that was... <laughs> so it's like, oh, Batman is the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely the argument in Batman Begins and Dark Knight is that, like, because Batman exists, like, he helps escalate the crime problem. And then, like, because he's right. there, like, the criminals escalate as well. And, he's like, tempting them. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Uh, Gordon has the whole thing. Like, you got bulletproof vests and then they get armor-piercing guns and then you got a guy in a suit and then you got this guy in a clown costume, like... Yeah, they're always trying to top each other. Yeah. But so in Batman 1989, um, yeah, it's just like there's always things I'm like, why is she just okay with this? Like, and that's she's getting the better treatment, like as far as women in this film go. And that's not saying a lot. Like, right. Yeah. I couldn't believe because I know like this wasn't the original movie that I had talked to you about because I was going to. And then you're like, well, we should do this because of 
the timing and everything. Oh, right. But... Oh, by the way, uh, we are doing this movie right now because the Lego Batman movie is coming out. Yeah. That's why I was like, hey, let's do Batman. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I remember like thinking that it was just going to be devoid of women. That was going to be the problem with it. And then when I started watching it and I, I hadn't watched it in so long, I was like, shocked at how much worse it is than that like so we, we talked about alicia the the woman that uh he basically like wins by stealing her from um grisham is that his name yeah, grissom grissom like he basically like like they're having an affair and then gris that's why grissom like kills him but then he even acts like when he's killing grissom he like acts like how dare you make a woman matter enough to kill me over he literally like he says yeah. like you tried to kill me over, over a, a woman. woman a woman like she's just so objectified yeah. and then because he like kills grissom he basically gets to like claim her as his and she which just is... rolls with yeah, yeah. oh she's let like, me play oh, my game yeah uh did you know that you have to keep dating uh, the side piece that you had been fucking before whenever he murders your mob boss boyfriend. Did you know that's how you have to act when you're a woman? <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> I would love someone to kill someone else over me, but I'm extremely vain. <laughs> I'll kill someone well, I, for you, Jamie. Thank you. In her defense as a character, I think that's actually one of the more realistic things that happens in this movie only because, but not in a good way, but like in a psychologically tormented person way. Like she's terrified of what Jack is going to do to her and is like oh, broken and because that's of That's why she can't leave. Like she's really. afraid to leave him. Yeah. Like, and I think it's like, he's not just like your standard like garden variety abuser. He's like literally a monster who's come back from the dead. So yeah. does she call him daddy at some point? He calls himself daddy. He's yeah. like, daddy's oh, going to so go worse. make some art. <laughs> so much yeah. worse. Okay, because I got confused because she was covered with the mask, so I wasn't even sure who she yeah. was. Well, yeah. The mask comes off very briefly, and it's horrifying because you also very you find Schumacher out that she, yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, she, she starts singing music of the night. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, so and that's like, when I was a kid, I don't think I really realized what happened to her face. Like, I remember she's wearing the mask and thinking, like, she had makeup on or, like, whatever. And then when I was leading up to it, I go, oh, I think he's, like, been hitting her or something. And then it's so much, like, she has this horrible scar that, like, he's clearly, like, like thrown acid, acid on her face or something yeah. and, like, burned her. Like, he's really trying to, like, build up to making Two-Face or something. And he just, like, threw. And it's so jarring all of a sudden. I'm like, this is the movie that I watched when I was, like, eight. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way he casually says... She jumped out a window. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Like, you can't. He's like carrying the broken mask around. He's like, he, you can't make an omelet it. without breaking a few eggs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he like only talks about her in like, like he talks about, he calls her like his masterpiece, like his piece of art that he makes. Like he, he's so objectified her that like when she's dead, he's just like mad that his art is gone. Like yeah. as opposed to, but, and then like the movie doesn't even show her kill herself. Like they don't even give her the like agency of having her own death on screen. It's literally just like she a guy gets, carrying like, her mask around, talking about her to the woman he's trying to bang now. Mm -hmm. Like just a sentence of like exposition of like, he, he literally says, he's like, Oh, I'm going through a tough time right now. Yeah. She threw herself out a window. Yeah. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Tough day for you. Aww. Poor baby. Baby. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? <laughs> uh, here's a fun thing. The first time, or no, I think it's maybe the second time we see her character on screen, uh, Alicia Hunt. She's carrying like six shopping bags. Because, you know, hey, did you know women be shopping? She's just, and then the mm, next time mm, we see her, mm. she has other shopping bags. Yeah. She's just always out 
shopping. And she like passes and... out because she thinks that Jack is dead. And he's like, hey, baby, I'm home or whatever. And she's like oh, passes yeah. out like this ridiculous cartoonish <gasps> thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Did you know uh-huh. that women faint all the time because we're delicate little flowers? Where are my sw- smelling salts? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I that all that said, I do really enjoy Jack Nicholson in this movie. He's like, even though his part is as problematic as you can get, he does a great job. He does a good job. And the other thing I really like about this movie is the score. It has oh, the a great score. Is it an Elfman? I mean, when you it's bring an Elfman. An, 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 elfman. An, elfman. an Elfman and a Prince. Like, there's a lot yeah. of Prince in this movie. You, there is a lot of Prince. I played an, uh, guys, real quick, real quick brag. I feel like I mentioned that I play the oboe in high school in almost every episode. But we played the theme from the 1989 Batman at our spring concert. Oh, it's one a great year. theme. It's a great theme. And I had a whole song. And I fucked it up. Oh, that's not where you thought that was going. So, if anyone's looking for an oboe player in the Los Angeles area, just shoot me an email. Do you still play? Uh, yeah, I got my oboe in my car right now. Oh, Can you go get it and play that song God. for us? Uh, yeah, I used to play the clarinet. Uh, we could be in a band together. We should start a band. <laughs> I played trumpet, but I didn't. I never actually learned how to play it. Mm. And I would just like sit. I would try to. I took lessons, but I never yeah. figured it out really. And I would like go to con. Like we'd have like recitals or like band concerts, and I would just sit and like pretend to be playing the nice. trumpet because you couldn't tell because I was in the crowd anyway. Right. <laughs> and then like my mom like one day like kind of figured out that I wasn't enjoying it, and she was like, "But you sounded so good." And I'm like, "I wasn't actually playing. I was just <laughs> sitting there just pretending to push on the buttons." And I think she was really annoyed because she spent money on the trumpet. And- <laughs> it's a tricky. I wanted to play shirt. drums, and they just like kind of assigned you your section and like i didn't mm. want to just play any random instrument i wouldn't yeah. be a drummer they gave us instruments literally like the sorting hat like they would just be like you know if you were cute and a little girl they'd be like you play the flute or if you're really cute you play the piccolo Pic- what it was weird yeah, and then they were like too, oh well yeah. girl and which true but also hurtful at the time so this movie's <laughs> interesting we're talking about the joker like the Nicholson's performance, because I I had always kind of in my head combined this Nick, this Joker with like the Cesar Romero old Batman Joker as being a little bit less vile and a little bit more just like funny and weird and goofy. But boy, he is a sadistic sociopathic monster. Mm-hmm. Like he is so much darker than I remember him being. And it's interesting because I I actually even think he might be a little bit more dark than Heath Ledger's Joker because Heath Ledger's Joker is a sociopath and he definitely has these like. I guess maybe he's pretty messed up because he does put that bomb in that guy's stomach and he also makes that like mm. that boat try to kill half the people or whatever. But his thing is so much more psychological mind games and like this like agent of chaos. Whereas yeah. this Joker feels like he likes to personally inflict harm on specific people. And that's yeah. like so much creepy. And it's like I actually like research a little bit for this podcast trying to figure out when that became the Joker because that's, I feel like that's established as who he is now mm-hmm. like I think the um, Jared Leto Joker was very much like that and like they then they made him very abusive to Harley Quinn and if you look at like even in the old Batman animated series he's very abusive and it's it's weird because I know like he's going through a lot of evolutions in the comics from being like he started off as a killer and then he kind of became more of a ridiculous clowny character and then mm-hmm. like, around 70s and 80s he went, went back to being this dark character because the book was getting dark mm-hmm. but it's weird because like I as a comic fan I guess maybe like now that I've actually like dealt with in real life the ramifications of what like a sociopath does to the people around them like I I've, I never dealt with somebody who's like cutting into somebody or like 
but like psychologically tormenting people yeah. it makes it so much harder to enjoy a movie now where someone's like really over the top doing it because i'm like oh god this brings up a lot of thoughts about it's very like triggering i'm sure yeah not even like i mean like it's a little it's not even like a full-on trigger it's just more like oh i don't want i don't i can't escape in this anymore oh, yeah. it's like yeah yeah you're like this isn't fun to watch this just reminds me of yeah. things that i didn't like <laughs> yeah exactly like oh i remember a lot of my friends having a really hard time for a while because of things like this people like and, this yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right good night no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the other thing i was gonna say the wonderful trope of a man having to save a woman Oh yeah, over and over. And oh my over god, again. she's so much a damsel in distress for someone who should be like she's like a war area photographer, and yet somehow she can't keep herself safe. Right. Oh yeah, I love the scene where he's going through her portfolio. He's like, "This sucks. This sucks. Oh look, a body." Yeah. Like I like that. I'm dark. <laughs> like right. he seems like an emo kid who's trying to tell it's, you how dark he is. It's I'm so brooding because this was like supposed to be like the gritty Batman reboot, but it's like extremely campy but everyone is also horny like that seems like it's not really like that gritty like there's some art deco and everyone wants to fuck and like (laughs) that's dark and i do like that vicky vale uh has sex with bruce wayne on the first date i'm just like yeah girl you get it if you want it you go get it and no one will think any less of you then he kind of blows her off he does treat her like a dick and in the scene when he like goes to apologize to her and like come out as batman uh this really fun thing happens where uh she's like calling him out for being a dick and like you lied to me blah 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 and then he pushes her down onto the couch and it's like i'm just gonna need you to shut up right now because did you know that when a man needs to express his feelings and be vulnerable he has to commit an act of domestic abuse first <laughs> He's like, yeah, all right, now I'm real. all warmed up. It's yeah, I've to- pushed you. I've told you to shut up. <sighs> I've yelled at you. Now I can tell you that I'm Batman. And then he doesn't do it. That's he the thing. He, 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 he like he talks all tough. This like he like, has a sudden moment of like machismo and bravado. Like I'm gonna push you down and tell you what's up. And then he just like flounders through. Like you know, mm. people are so you know when a person's like doing a thing, and then you put on a pair of tights and you fight villains and you know, you know when people do stuff like that. Like it's like suddenly like why why make you be this dickish like domineering guy for a second if you're not right. even going to do anything yeah. with it like and then she kind of drops it like she there's like that line where she's like can't we ever love each other yeah. <laughs> and then i was like yeah. grow up <laughs> kim vicky whatever yeah okay oh we haven't i didn't know if you were like saving this for a special moment but the scene at the end where you you know Vicky gets a look in her eyes she's in the Joker's arm and and I'm like this is her moment she's going to do something great and then what she does is almost gives him a blowjob <laughs> so oh, Batman <laughs> can whack him I was yeah. like no that was your chance and then she just starts going like yeah, she's like kissing his arm and like his shoulder. Like, yeah, so, oh, but like she's kissing his shirt. Like, I love gross. purple. And then <laughs> yeah. yeah, like sinks down to like I guess oh. pretend to start giving him a blowjob. I was job. laughing so hard. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Because she was just very gingerly kissing his shirt, and you could just tell he was like rock hard out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> 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 Nasty. Uh, no, I was not saving that for a special moment, and I'm glad you brought it okay. up. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> he, like, falls for it so hard. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and then she lunges at him, and, like, I love purple. And he's like, oh. A very similar scene happens in uh, Aladdin, 
where Jasmine starts <gasps> seducing yeah. Jafar. Yeah. Because she knows that Aladdin is there to, again, go rescue her. Because did you know, women can't fend for themselves ever. They always have to be saved. Jafar's kind of hot, well, though. And it's also She's, that thing. Is, you know, he's <laughs> I would hook up with Jafar. <laughs> it's also like that same mentality that always makes like bad comic artists draw women with like no armor whatsoever and it's like scan- mm-hmm. and they always go oh well they're scantily clad because that way in the heat of battle men will be so turned on by their bodies they won't be able to fight them like it's mm-hmm. like the Someone weirdest said that? that is a frequent argument like whenever no. you see like a, a female character who has like an exposed chest plate or like just has like 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 a push-up bra made out of metal or whatever there's <laughs> always some argument that's like oh it's designed to distract men and like everyone's like you know that in the heat of battle like no one's really thinking about their dicks at that moment right yeah. like they're all like pretty like revved up and ready to fight they're not going to stop and go oh well i want to have sex with this person so i will stop fighting like now. i'm like, all for using men's horniness against them mm-hmm. but the battlefield is not the place no yeah. it's probably not going to work there. yeah but yeah consistently in these plots we have this whole like oh in the middle of of you having your victory i'm gonna suddenly seduce you like like really he's right. like holding her hostage in a bell tower after being pursued by batman and he's probably gonna be like yeah i mean I love your job purple. is to blow me so let's do it like i love purple you do love purple so let's do this like uh, and then i she, have some prince music she, like, to play you goes know? down like she makes a whole and then Batman says something quippy. He's like, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Which is, it's just such a creepy thing to be like, oh, hey, here's the thing that you said to my parents when you killed them. I'm going to say it while my girlfriend's getting all grindy on you. Right. And very, like, a very long thing to say before you hit someone. Yeah. He could have, you know, maybe moved. That part of this movie bugs me a lot because it was just like an example of how this is not very good storytelling. Because Joker... I think it's in uh, Vicky Vale's apartment. He's like, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? As he's like holding a gun to Bruce Wayne. He's like, what did you say? He's like, oh, it's just something I say to all of my prey. First of all, it's not because we haven't seen this happen on screen yet. So yeah. what are you oh, talking yeah. about? And then he doesn't do that any other time. Yeah. yeah. And then they flash back to the one time then, he said yeah. it. Yeah. So the flashback happens after that. Uh, and then only then do we realize how that, why that is significant. So it's just like, no, you gotta be a better screenwriter, dude. Like this yeah. isn't good storytelling. And it's also that's one of the things that that's not even from the comics. Like it is not the Joker that killed Bruce Wayne's parents in the comics. That's one right. of the things that, like was... people were real mad about when they like did oh, it. Yeah. Like, I think for this like movie isolated, it makes sense because otherwise, like what connects Batman and the Joker besides the fact that they're like both horny but not in love with Kim Basinger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just gross. The Joker also had that like weird long dick gun that he pulled out of his pants at one point. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a useful weapon. Yeah, I always loved that as a kid, though. I don't know why. I I, I think I wanted that. Like, and then like I think it doesn't even have the, the bang flag at the end of it at some point. Or like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, back to um, what women are wearing in comic book uh, movies. There are oh my God. three. At least three different times where Vicky Vale is wearing high heels that she has to take off because she's either fleeing or just needing to move about more comfortably. And sure, women can wear whatever they want. But high heels were designed by men and the patriarchy to slow women down when men want to chase them and assault them. I'm guessing. I don't know that that's what happened. But like Look, these are you, not sensible footwear. You can outrun a T Rex in heels, so right. let's not act like. I'm also wearing my high heel Playboy sneakers today. So. I'm also wearing my high heel boots, 
But I we're could just run be like, them. hey, please attack us. Um, and we're in high heel could, boots, sort of. Yeah. Not as yeah. high, but there's a heel to them. Well, we're killing it. We are. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, gotta be, we gotta be fly. Yeah. I just think that if she knows that there's a Joker around, maybe wear some more like suitable some yeah. footwear to Even run away. Just for it's her the her 80s. Job. Reeboks were really popular. Get some Reeboks. Like yeah. if you're it's an investigative photographer... You wouldn't. You probably wouldn't wear that. Probably yeah. not. Like I totally get it when she's at the like the Wayne Mansion for the gala right. and she's wearing her weird prom dress, wedding dress thing oh, that she yeah. has yes. with the, the uh-huh. poofy sleeves. It's like a yes. white dress. Like in any other party, it would be like you're overdressed. Like you look like Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> <laughs> we oh we haven't even talked about my favorite scene, which mm-hmm. is when Batman asks Vicky Vale how much she weighs. Yeah. Which that alone does not bother me because people have this whole thing where it's like, never ask a woman how much she weighs. Never ask a woman how old she is because that basically just implies that if a woman weighs too much or if she's too old, she should be ashamed of herself and she should feel Mm -hmm. shame, uh, which is not true at all, obviously. Um, But what bothers me is that after that, after like the whole fight scene, and he comes back around and he's like, oh, you weigh a little bit more than 108. Yeah. Which, number one, yeah, most adults do. Yeah. That would be horrible <laughs> if she weighed 108. Yeah. She would be very sick. Yes. Two, way to body shame her for no reason. Uh, and three, if she did lie about her weight, it's only because women have to adhere to such impossible uh, standards for beauty. Yep, and Batman, why don't you take on the patriarchy instead yeah. of the Joker? Seriously. Exactly. Again, if you could open two factories and you could also take down, you can open a news network that focuses on uh, women-centric issues. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you start a magazine, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that was my favorite thing to happen in the movie. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'm like, do you even like her? Like, why are you... Real he's yeah he does yeah. not treat her especially well either as batman or as bruce wayne no yeah like he lies to her he blows her off he calls like he calls her fat like i was just like why do you guys vicky come on have you can some do better pride. yeah seriously she must that... she must because she's not back in the sequel so right true true she just finds she like goes a, off someone someone nice just a like in Kill Bill, whenever she was dating that murder Bill guy, and then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to settle down with this record store owner in Texas. <laughs> like a loser. Yeah. Well, because she has a baby. Right. And you just have to put everything on hold whenever you have children. You can't be an assassin when you have a baby. No. I like the idea of somebody who, I, I, I like actually like Kill Bill a lot, but oh, I do like the idea of I somebody who's like an international assassin. They'd be like, oh, but I can't believe the kid is one. Like, <laughs> I get the idea of like she like flipped, but still. Yeah. yeah. Those were all the things that I uh, found. My favorite moment is when, interesting. like, the Joker and Batman are, like, bickering all the time. And it's, like, a part where he's like, you made me. Well, you killed my parents, so you made me first. So you made me, and then I made... It's like this... I'm like, really? No one at the script was like, maybe we should do another pass in this scene. Like, let's go ahead and <laughs> yeah. do this again. No, okay. We could just save some time, because the movie is, like, a little bit too long. It's, it's a little over two hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. And then there's no need for that. No, no. Although I do, uh, the Joker is fun when he's not abusing women. Like when he's, which is that true about a lot of sociopaths. But like when he comes in and he's like giving out money and like dancing in the street and like when like he singing, dances, yeah, mm. I love him. And I just like that. Like when the when he's dancing, giving money. Like the idea is that he's like taking over this this like bicentennial festival that like they were going to cancel, right? And 
I just like that there's n- apparently no actual police force in this city because like he's not <laughs> yeah, like he's just really never rolling it. down the street with giant balloons, handing out money, and no cops are like shooting the balloons or doing anything to stop him. And they don't know there's gas in the balloons yet, so right. it's like there's actually no. It doesn't make any sense why like the whole city's like yeah, this guy just murdered a bunch of people and is been terrorizing us and has like gone on tv and being like hey i'm poisoning all of your beauty products watch out for me but there are six cops on the scene who are willing to shoot at vicky yeah (laughs) like there was they show up at very strange moments well are those cops or are those his weird security guards oh maybe i think i I thought i think i thought they were cops too i'm like Wait, no, those I might might be his people. There are no cops in this movie. No. There's a bunch of weird like henchmen that attack Batman. Like one just does like a bunch of flips across the bell tower. I loved the flippy guy. He was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um but I mean yeah, whenever Jack Nicholson was dancing, I was like, I'm I'm in, and then yeah. he would, you know, hit a lady, and I'd be like, oh, that's that's why I don't like this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he is a jerk. Oh, love a dancing man though. That's why Harley Quinn needs to be a Poison Ivy instead of a Joker, because she's not abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd be so good I for didn't... each other. The Ark. <laughs> I wonder, well, I wonder how uh, Lego Batman is going to fare in terms of its treatment of its Lego lady characters. I can't wait to characters. rip down the gender inequalities of in Lego, Lego Batman. <laughs> As of yet, I haven't seen one that exists in the previews. I literally only see uh, Will Arnett's Batman and the... And Alfred, that's like the only two characters oh, that seem to be in yeah. the preview. So I got to rewatch the trailer. Is there another female character in the Lego movie besides um, Olivia Wilde's like cool, like. There's movie? the cat unicorn yeah. thing, right? Is that a. That, uh, what's her face voices? Who's in community? Allison Brie. Yeah, yeah. And there's also like the off screen little sister that has to also be allowed to play with toys. Like that's the only oh, other. Yeah. I can't think of any other female character. Yeah. The Let's male... do the Lego movie next. Oh <laughs> Have you seen it? I watched it with a baby once. Oh. <laughs> well, since... Because I'm sorry, you... not a baby. My friend. <laughs> I tried to watch it on a plane and I couldn't do it. And then I watched it again later on HBO and I liked it more. But, like, I think being I right up in front of it on a plane, it was like, it was just too fast. And I'm like, okay, I can't handle yeah. this right now. Like, I yeah. can't watch stuff on planes. Yeah. So Batman. Batman. <laughs> Sorry. Um, does anyone else have any uh, final thoughts or, or closing words? This movie hates women. Like it really does. Like I, every yeah. everyone who dies is a woman except for like Bruce's pa- a couple of, a couple of the guys in the beginning, like the mob guys who get killed and Bruce's dad. But like everyone, the Joker. Kills oh, the guy him. who gets like burnt to his crisp and yeah. like doesn't ever think to maybe take his hand away from yeah the Joker's oh, yeah. handshake. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna let myself burn to death. Yeah, he yeah. was freaked out. Okay, oh, sure. Is it that was weird? In the moment, the Joker's like, I'm glad you're dead. Yeah, because you killed him. Like we all get that you're glad you're, he's dead. Like why would we not think he was glad that he was dead? Can I read? Uh, Tim Burton's quote about white people that's bad. Yes. Because it's like Oh, it's really bad. Comically bad. Yeah. Okay. So this was after the Miss Peregrine's Does anyone see his movies anymore? Anyways. No. Um nowadays people are talking about it more. It meaning racial equality. Uh but things either call for things or they don't. I remember back when I was a child watching the Brady Bunch and they started to get all politically correct. Like, okay, let's have an Asian child and a black. I used to get more offended by that than just, I grew up watching black exploitation movies and I said, that's great. I didn't go like, okay, there should be more white people in these movies. 
I was just like, I can't imagine him saying that, first of all, like, not stuttering. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just, like, such an insane line. Oh, he must be just thought. so sheltered and weird. Yeah, it's like, congratulations on your easy life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone pointed out, and I remember talking about it when that movie came out, how, like, for as much as Tim Burton, like, prides himself on being this director who writes about like films movie about outsiders and unique weird they're all really just a version of tim burton like every yeah. like every scissor yeah. hands literally is tim burton like with like scissory hands i'm, I'm like, weird <laughs> yeah. i'm weird why does anyone want to kiss me yeah. he, he eventually <laughs> found someone uh, but she left him but she failed oh. on him she has he's, he he's found well he he had one that he cheated on and then one that left him so um. i'm weird <laughs> Let's talk about whether or not this movie passes the Bechdel it, test. No, it doesn't. No. I don't think there's even a scene where two women with speaking roles are even in the same room together. I don't the, think so. There, the no, there. I think that uh, Vicky and then the girl with the fam of the opera face are both in the same scene at one yeah, point. You're right. They both speak, but not to each other. Yeah. What scene is that? In the art gallery when the Joker's like showing her. Oh, her face. and yeah. she's and like, I thought you were going to let me watch you improve your art. Yeah. Right. But right. she only talks to him because yeah. I was like, maybe it'll. But no, it fails. It was a big fat fail. Yeah. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Uh, not I bet George Schumacher does. I bet it doesn't at all. I bet it but does. We can I don't think it does. It. No. Which one? Batman Forever or Batman and Robin? Batman Forever, I think, only has one woman in it. It has two women that I can think of off the top of my head. One of them is um, uh, Nicole Kidman's character, who's like a psychotherapist. That's and there's true. also this lady who's like the gossip columnist for, for Gotham. And she's in both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. And she's like, we're talking to Bruce Wayne. Bruce is Gotham's most eligible bachelor. Like that kind of lady. And then um, <laughs> yeah. Elle McPherson is, is Bruce Wayne's girlfriend in Batman and Robin. And then Uma Thurman is... That one actually might... Mm. Only because it has Batgirl and Poison Ivy. Alicia's, so yeah. there might be a scene oh. where those two are, are fighting and talking about it. But I think even then, I think that line is, is the line where it's like, well, I told a lady phrase as I pulled the plug. So I think that she's still talking to Batgirl oh. about Batman and Robin. So Shoe she's still. Monker. Shoe. The Phantom of the Opera absolutely passes it. All the ballerinas are chatting all the time. About every witch Good thing. <laughs> we should talk about it sometimes. I'm very we can. I'm very confused about uh your movie taste sometimes, Jamie. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, it's bad. Oh, the way we conclude every episode is to rate the movie in the context of its treatment of female characters on mm. a scale of zero to five nipples. I'll go first. I give this movie one half of a nipple. Because uh, and 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 it's the nipple from I think George Clooney's costume. <gasps> yeah, the Schumacher nip. The yeah. Schumacher nip. So it's that one. That movie, it, like the the nipple and like butt shot bat suit thing. That's the very first set of shots in that movie. Like, it, like there's like literally nothing happening it, and you just get a bunch of really close up shots of like everything homoerotic about their suits. I, I kind of like that that they're sort of objectifying the those men male body parts. Like there's even like literally a shot where like they just like 
they both had their own version of it where they just put their butt towards the camera and like you just like like, the, like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like just like this fine butt shot. Nice. I have to. I well, I was gonna say I have to rewatch those, but do I? I don't know. I think you, I think if you went on on YouTube, you could probably find just that that yeah. sequence real quick. Charles sure. Schumacher also directed "Kiss from a Rose" music video by Seal. Wait, great video. Great it's song. a tie-in to Batman Forever. Feelings actually he, murder me. I know. <laughs> I I think the maybe one of the first movies I've, I saw of his was Falling Down, which was an an interesting premise, but not well executed. Yeah, you heard it here first. Leave Caitlin Durante's hot takes about falling down. Uh, Jamie, what do you rate this movie on a scale of one, zero I to give five it, nipples? I give it uh, Michael Keaton's left nipple, which I imagine is hairless <laughs> and ne- has never been hard. Mm. So one, one nipple? Mm, yeah. Okay. How about you, Riley? I think I will give it... A nipple, a half nipple as well, because at least it has women in it. Yeah, and like yeah, one of them, cool. one of them has a job. Like there's two women that have jobs. The three, because there's three newscast, there's two newscasters, and there's Vicky Vale. So oh, really those only... supermodels, they have jobs too. That's true, but they're not really in it. Like <laughs> no. they're only in it as corpses. So I don't right. count them as being in it. Like they're literally in it as photos of dead women. And mm-hmm. then there's also this weird, creepy scene where the Joker's like talking about his products and he has like a pictures of their dead body with the with the mask going love that joker which is so mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. um so i can't give yeah. more than a half nips and i think the nip that i'm gonna go with is um boy whose nipple do i want to give it i'm gonna give it billy d williams nipple because uh oh. he gets the shaft and later like because uh, for your beloved joel schumacher decides we can't have billy d williams play two-face he has to replace them with uh with tommy lee jones so he's like oh we need a white southern guy to play this character thank you for calling him my joel schumacher though <laughs> that did feel right <laughs> um, well, uh, Riley, where can people find you online? Follow you, you on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Riley Silverman on Twitter, and I am RileySilverman.com. And I have a new podcast myself that's coming out. It may not be out by the time this episode airs, but it will be soon. And it's called the Puppy Episode, and it is a a podcast that is a retrospective of the Ellen DeGeneres sitcom from the '90s where she came oh. out as gay. So Sorry, it's three know. queer ladies talking about what it's like being queer in. 20 years later and what it was like when when we were younger and that show came on and like what it's like since then so it's it's interesting i think and it should be fun to do i'm excited for that yeah that's cool jamie you can find me on the internet at Hamburger Fun. You can find me at Joel Schumacher's house outside waiting. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention, I, I write for a podcast called International Waters. I always forget to promote it because I'm not on the podcast, but I oh, write is it. That, uh, Dave? Oh, cool. Yeah, Dave Holmes, Holmes is the host, and it's cool. a it's a interact it's a um, international uh, panel show that depicts uh, American comedians versus British comedians in a pop culture battle royale. And I write mm. for it. I'm writing for it for about nine months, and I love writing for it. But I always forget to promote it when I'm on shows. But oh. it's a great show. So listen to it. It's fun. It's twice cool. a month. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt I your stalking. <laughs> so mad <laughs> yeah. um i i have a cartoon up on cafe every week as well on they're very funny nice. thank you are they all about scissoring <laughs> they have been about scissoring <laughs> in the past um you can hey you should follow uh the bechdel cast on oh, twitter yeah at bechdel that's cast. true like and subscribe. Like, like and so, you can rate us on iTunes. We're on also, I think, Google now in addition to iTunes. Aristotle. So check us out. Yeah. Shout out Ooh, to Aristotle. I did a little Oprah there. <laughs> and you can email us too if you want. If you have any, like, I don't know, questions or comments or contributions. Or pictures you drew of us. Pictures you drew of us. Hanging out. Scissoring together. <laughs> I was going to say it. I didn't want to be the one to we say it. We should. I could make one oh, if you're boy. comfortable. I, I've never been more comfortable of anything in my entire life. Okay, good. Um, 
And you can follow me at Caitlin Durante. And I think that is it. Riley, thank you so much for being here and talking about Batman with us. Thanks for having me. And have a good time, everyone. Go see Lego Batman. Also, (laughs) thanks, Panties. Sponsor us. We need your sponsorship if you want. Oh, Caitlin's going in on this hard. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you said. Thanks, I thought you said thanks, Panty. Oh no, I was like, <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, okay. underwear for making me not naked. You're there for us. The period panties. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. My my closing thing is give 2004 Fam and the Opera another chance. You will not regret it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.